Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. So today we're going to be talking about conflict, mm-hmm. uh, specifically um, what conflict is in a secular environment, but also in a church slash ministry environment, because there's two different levels of expectations there. Obviously, uh, we're going to talk about what God expects and desires from us in the midst of conflict, uh, what causes this conflict, and then ultimately some benefits of said conflict. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to cover all that today. So before we do, let's uh, let's talk about what time it is right now. What? <laughs> well, one thing I've noticed, <laughs> it's a pattern. Yeah. The pattern is the lack of a pattern we have with when we record our podcast. <laughs> right. Every time Chad and I sit down, not every time, but multiple times we've like, okay, we got to do the same thing every time. Like, we got to <laughs> go to Coretta's, have some chips and salsa. That's terrible. Yeah, that is a bad idea. It, it never works out. Well, we tried it multiple times, and it worked. It was fine. No. It was a good little ritual. Monday night. Every time I actually get food, that's what it is. Oh, like a burrito? Mm-hmm. I'll get you sleepy. Yeah, always ruins it. <sighs> so we have we have our system that we fail to keep. And <laughs> it's supposed to be Monday at 9 o'clock at night. Was it Monday night? Yeah, yeah, it was always night. Monday night. We had that months. going. We had that going for a little while. Yeah, but it would always change, like what we did before. Like we're sometimes just, we'd have like a production meeting for three hours, and then we'd start <laughs> recording at midnight. We we're trying different things out. Yeah, and then here we are Thursday at ten a.m. So I feel like this is you're the culprit, though. I am. Yeah, I mean, I I'll admit that freely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a trouble like uh, staying consistent in things in your life? Uh, some things like, especially, uh, creative things like, like my schedule as far as like, let's take working out. Like I, I'm pretty consistent on that. Like you gotta be cause there's certain times for the classes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm there to like, I just know Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I know what time I'm going. I do it right. Mm-hmm. But within the class, it's always different and that suits me. Right. If I was doing the same thing every time in the class. I would get bored. Like five by five bench. I would get, yeah, I get bored and I quit. Yeah. Like I, I get bored very easily. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit too much of a creative brain or something, but like when it starts to become routine, I always want to like buck the system yeah. or, or change it up. Well, I've always been like that too, but you ended up bucking our system before <laughs> I ever got the itch to. So I'm just like trying to keep up. Like when are we? See, I'm just trying to turn you into somebody who, who is really consistent, right? Yeah. I'm consistent in, very few things. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even have an example of what I'm considering. Like working out, I'm terrible at because my days, like I don't, I can't block out an hour Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday because I've never know what's going to happen. Right. Well, your business isn't very consistent. Yeah. Like way. I could get a phone call that changes my whole day. I have to go here, go there. Right. The only consistency I can have is mornings, but my nights are not consistent. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I go to bed at 10, sometimes I go to bed at 1. 
so I can't wake up at the same time every morning because I got to get you know a decent amount of sleep. Yeah, but anybody else who does anything creative, like I bet they don't have like a routine every single time when they come in and do it, right? Because there's something about like as you're spitballing ideas, like things just hit you and there's. Well, no. So that's the trick. If you talk to a bunch of creatives, the trick or the the topic is always like, how can I produce consistent creativity? Mm -hmm. And so there's a book, uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport. So good. And he is creative. He's a well, he's a professor. Right. At I think Georgetown. And he's written like four books, but the books are probably nothing for him. He publishes a ton of like scientific articles Mm -hmm. and he he talks about how he's published more than most people like 20 years senior to him. And so the book is how to do that, how to get into a deep work state. And he blocks out time. He blocks out distractions. He goes as far as like, he has like super heavy noise canceling headphones, like Mm -hmm. blinders on. So he can't see anything, a dark room with one light and one piece of paper backed away from the mic, one piece of paper, like just to like foster that environment. So people go to like great lengths to have a consistent creativity because if your job depends on it right and you're not creative that day that's like with the podcast posts like some days i'm feeling great like i just want to write them <laughs> out and some days i'm like oh man i need more time yeah i don't know what to do. <laughs> like 5 a.m yesterday <laughs> you did it though you worked it out figured it out see so why are you mad at me i'm not mad i just wanted to <laughs> call you out <laughs> you're trying to create conflict on the subject of conflict well thankfully i'm very um flexible you are so i that's why we work well together and deal with a lot of conflict you're a good handler i actually hate conflict mm-hmm. so i think because of that i'm very flexible like i'm able to just bend and why do you hate conflict <sighs> i don't know i got this lady you mean like next... confrontation yeah i'll tell you this lady next door to me she has this big oak tree mm-hmm. it's like a thousand years old maybe 300 and did you count the rings no, because I can't because it's intact. And that's the I problem. That's a joke. <laughs> no, they just always talk about it. It's actually a beautiful oak tree. Yeah. Anyways, it hangs on our yard. We can't, like, it hangs on our parking spot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got to go talk to her. But, like, I don't want to because she loves this tree. Mm-hmm. It's always been an issue. And I just do not want to have this battle. Like, she's not going to do anything about it. And I went to the city. And she was like, it's between you and the homeowner. And I'm, like, dreading mm-hmm. knocking on this lady's door and telling her, hey, you got to cut this tree. Because I just don't think it's going to go well. If right. it was, if it was a confrontation where I think they're going to be like they're going to play by the same rules, mm-hmm. you know, like hey, the, your tree is in my yard. Like, can you move it? Oh yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Like, I love like that's not a big deal. But this is going to be a battle, and I hate the battles because I don't, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, like, don't know the rules. I don't know. Like, she's just going to lie and like probably dodge it. You know, like. Well, you're also presuming a lot upon this lady too. <laughs> well, I've met her. Like we've. We've worked through this tree issue before. Oh, okay. So you're, so, you're coming from experience. Huh? I'm basically asking her to cut down this massive limb. And she she was having a hard time cutting down these little limbs that were, like, hanging on our cars and, mm-hmm. like, dripping goo. And and so now, I don't know. But anyways, point is, we don't have to resolve it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like conflict. I don't yeah. like confrontation. Right. No, conflict is hard for a lot of people. Um, man, we're in our world today... Like, it is it is an amazing to me how people can't take any sort of criticism whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we've had conflict within our church. 
where we've just had to sit down with somebody they've been they've been caught in harmful gossip like they like not like we have an opinion about it like mm. like they sent a text message to the wrong person saying really mean things about another person <laughs> type of thing right and like they're unwilling to like you know deal with it and so as a pastor you go follow Matthew 18 where Matthew 18 tells us you know you go one on one and if that doesn't work you bring someone else to try to help resolve the conflict right and um and man like people get so like scared or bent out of shape or whatever and when it's just obvious you did something wrong yeah and all you got to do is we're free in Christ like man we all mess up all you got to do is say you know what that was wrong of me I'm sorry work it out forgive each other move on and people just leave your church they're just like a week later all of a sudden and this is also dangerous too i think using god's name oh god's called me to go somewhere else mm-hmm. no he didn't you you're embarrassed you don't want to deal with it <laughs> right you're embarrassed of the conflict yeah you know and so i think that's really sad because man conflicts can make us better too like their conflicts not all bad right conflict can help us to grow closer together can encourage us to search scriptures and like grow sometimes we have conflict just because we didn't know what was right you know like you sit down and you're like well the bible says this and it's like oh i didn't even realize that. well i think so that you know? that's what i run into a lot in real estate is dealing with people and it's like there are rules mm-hmm. but i feel like we're all playing by different rules right like everyone's picking which rules they want to follow mm-hmm. and that makes it really really difficult to call someone out and that's why i hate confrontation right. when i don't have um, a, right. like a truth to follow. Like for instance, I went to the city before like the tree lady thing mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, what is the rule for a, a limb over your driveway? This limb is at eight feet. Shouldn't it be like 16 feet or something? And they're like, we don't have a rule for that. Mm-hmm. And I was, so now I'm lost because like, if I had a rule, like a, a like an ordinance or something to like bring to her, then we could be on the same page. But now it's just going to come down to opinion right. and feeling how we feel about and what they what they care more about you know yeah you're caring about your family and having a place to park and she's caring about this tree beautiful tree more than she cares about anybody else you know and so it's the preference side of things you know on that on that side obviously you know most reasonable people would say you know caring for the the neighbor the family makes more sense than yeah cutting a limb off of this tree but well same thing like in real estate i deal with a lot of different agents Mm -hmm. or like home sellers home buyers whatever it is and Mm -hmm. people lie and the thing is like everyone has a different tolerance with lying and some people are completely comfortable with it and to me when someone's Mm -hmm. lying and i kind of know it but i can't prove it like now i'm i can't resolve the conflict right you know unless i'm because the resolution is you gotta stop lying (laughs) yeah like we can't like i know what the truth is and you're not telling me the truth so we can't do anything right so we're we're in the christian culture Right. Like we can actually bring up like well actually we're not supposed to lie so let's let's be real here well when you just said something that's, i think it's important to bring up is you can't be on the same page unless everybody's playing by the same rules mm-hmm. what rules are you playing by well and there's got to be some truth some standard of truth that we all have so that we can work things out because there has to be something that's unbiased right yeah because when you're you're working out conflict in opinion base, there's a bias. There's my opinion versus your opinion. There's got to be something that tells me, well, there's got to be something that tells me beyond myself that something's right or wrong. Yeah. Right. And for us, it's the Bible. Right. The Bible tells us the rules, tells us the truth based upon God's word and 
God's character, we have those rules, right? But the world doesn't always play by those rules, right? A lot of times the, the rules are whatever benefits you most. That's why some don't mind to lie and manipulate in business. Why? Because yeah. the end game is just to get better business. It doesn't matter how you get there. Right. The ends justify the means a lot, and that's tough when it comes to resolving conflict. And I was talking to uh, to my brother-in-law and and, um, and uh, my sister-in-law. She's a she's a lawyer and Ooh. and and she's she's awesome and and uh, she cares about doing the right things, you know. But she said, as a lawyer, like what you have to be is technically right. It's better to be more technically right than even right. What does that mean? I mean, like all you got to dot every i, cross every t, so there's no loopholes. Yeah, because if there's a loophole. People are going to take the loop. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to be technically right. Mm -hmm. It's better to be technically right than than opinion, like, morally like, right. Yeah, exactly. Now, you hope technical lines up with moral, right? Like, that's the that's the greatest win is when the law, you can technically prove the moral the morality, too. Yeah. So It's so hard because the law is so complicated that we need lawyers that go to mm -hmm. school for many years. So, like, people can't deal with conflict on their own right like it's so easy especially in real estate right. like we talk about getting a lawyer involved right so often because nothing can be dealt with because we don't mm -hmm. play by the same rules well in a long time ago i mean centuries ago uh the bible was more of the standard in our culture right like god you know god's word mattered a lot more right and there's a lot less suing of one another and a lot less of going to court because we were we were following the rules, or at least trying to, as a as a nation. But as you go away from that, and there's no standard morally, then you got to have technical standards yeah. because people are always going to try to push the morality of it, right? Right. But there's a lot of ways that our world avoids conflict, like people, um, and we would say sinfully avoiding conflict, things like just keeping quiet, like not saying anything at all, is actually a sinful way to avoid conflict because mm. you're never addressing it, right? Staying away from each other, you know, because we're not, we're supposed to live in community. Like, just, just avoiding someone uh, when they've done something wrong is not right. Right. You know, changing the subject when somebody wants to talk about it isn't a good way to handle conflict. Uh, hiding information or just hiding, hiding bitterness, you know, just getting more and more bitter. Right. It's not a good, a good way to do it, you know. Um, now, staying away from each other, obviously, if there's, like, a big, you know, if if someone's really abused, you know, there's obviously times to avoid, you know, create distance and not be in someone's life. But I'm talking more in terms of people who are friends or who are supposed to be, you know, together. Um, but then something happens or somebody does something wrong and now we just avoid it or we don't talk about it or yeah. we avoid the subject or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not good. It never actually resolves anything. It doesn't create togetherness. Well, and whatever's causing the conflicts probably is going to work itself back into your life in the next oh, yeah. relationship you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. They call it sweeping under the rug on purpose. You know, like it's still there. One day you're going to pick that rug up. Yeah, and it's going to be rotted and nasty oh, than it was it before. You know? <laughs> it only gets worse. Bitterness, yeah. bitterness sets up. So, I mean, take your neighbor. Like, if you don't ever go ahead and as long as you're living there anyway if, right. you, if you move i guess it doesn't matter but if you were there 
eventually you got to go have this discussion because all it's going to do is just you're going to keep creating bitterness in your own heart by not never saying anything because yeah. every time you drive in your driveway you see that limb <laughs> you know i'm going to start enjoying the limb i'm going to change my attitude <laughs> right. or you can learn to embrace it and, i'll put a swing on it for the yeah, kids just say this is this is our new limb now. <laughs> i think i'm going to bait her into coming and talking to me about having my because if the kids play on it that's like a felony felony well i don't know about a felony <laughs> that's a little extreme it's like it's finable like mm-hmm. touching an oak tree here so i'll just have them like play on it all the time and she'll have to come talk to me but honestly what she would do is just like tell the city and they'd find me and then i'd have this fine and I'd be even more upset you're just creating bitterness more and more i'm gonna talk to her today that's right you're just keeping quiet avoiding it now but there's benefits right i mean they can help us when we deal with differences deal with disagreements and we can, it helps us to be more careful about how we communicate with each other. It helps us really figure out what we do believe, you know. Um, it can produce maturity and endurance in a relationship, you know, when you really work through things together and forgive each other well. Uh, it can help sharpen one another, you know. There's a lot of benefits to dealing with conflict in a in You probably a deal with a way. bunch of marital conflict, huh? Oh, yeah. I deal with conflict on all levels but yeah i do marriage counseling too so that definitely uh comes in because marriage is like kind of the the ultimate of relationships right like you're in relationship together you're right. living in the same house like well all the things you just said like you can't like i cannot lie to my wife that i'm not upset because she knows right i can't like distance myself from her because mm-hmm. we live in the same house i can't hide my bitterness or not talk right. to her like it, she'll just know and so there's no mm-hmm. hiding Mm-hmm. And so the conflict will normally, you know, come up right easier. Absolutely, more more uh, more readily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where do where do conflicts come from? Well, all all conflict isn't bad, and it's not always right and wrong. Like some of it, some differences just come from preferences, mm-hmm. come from your upbringing, your background. Right? I I can think about <laughs> in my marriage, my wife came from like the suburbs in the city in Cincinnati, like uh like a upper middle class, you know, white collar job type of deal. Mm-hmm. And um I come from the sticks in the middle of Kentucky, middle of nowhere, like farm, you know, redneck, all that kind of stuff. We definitely had some just differences on on all kinds of things. Like I remember when we were first uh, getting married and going through our own premarital, it was like just the discussion of what are we going to do for holidays? Like, what traditions are we going to have? Because our family traditions were completely different. Right. Right? And it's not that her family's tradition is wrong or my family's tradition is wrong. It's there's a difference. Mm-hmm. So now we have an opportunity to sit down and really think through what do we want to do? Like, what do what do we want to have as a tradition that we want to build for our family? You know? And so that's those are good differences and good conflicts, if you will, to talk through. Um Sometimes it's just how are you raising your kids or how are you going to do this or how are you going to do birthdays. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can cause conflict and differences, but they don't always have to lead to an argument or a fight. You know, hopefully most of them can be worked out with a mature discussion. Right. <laughs> right. But that sometimes they lead to a fight. Mm-hmm. And some conflicts do come from sin, from sinful offenses like lying or doing something wrong yeah. to one another, you know which happens a lot too. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, so you got the preferences on one hand, which just need to be compromised, worked through with love and yeah. sacrifice. And then you got the sin, which is probably a little 
stickier subject to deal well, with. So you got to deal with it with repentance. You know, I mean, there's got to be if someone offends someone else, there's definitely you got to start with saying sorry, repenting, uh, changing that behavior, not doing that again. You know, putting things in place to not do it again. Yeah, restoring the relationship. Like, like think about have you ever had a time when you've when you've lied to your wife and she found out? Mm, I'm sure. Like where you didn't come and confess at first. Yeah. Right? Well, there's going to be some mistrust there at first from her. Like, I can't believe you did that. You right. Know, whatever. So you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to say you're sorry, but you're also going to have to own what you did. And you're going to have to say, okay, in the future, I'm not going to do this again. And it's going to take a little bit of time to regain that trust maybe. But ultimately, it, it'll be resolved. Right. Right. But it's a little different than just... I don't like those curtains. <laughs> right. You know, you got to handle it differently. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some some ugly knockdown drag out moments dealing with that. The preferences have never been a huge issue for us because mm-hmm. um neither of us have like super like hardcore preferences. hardcore preferences. Yeah, we're just like kind of you know, easy going mm-hmm. like that and so we're always able to you know, figure it out. Like I remember we lived in Hawaii and we would always come home for holidays and my parents and her parents, this is like when we were newly married, mm-hmm. when you're newly married, you like feel like you need to go back and see your parents like every holiday. <laughs> right. Now they got to come to us cause we have four kids. Right. But we would spend equal time at both of our house mm-hmm. and it was hard, but like looking back, it was so hard, but we didn't even right. re- recognize it. Like she was such a trooper and like always like, coming to my parents' house, and right. I never minded going to hers. And so stuff like that was always pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. She'll, she's probably listening. Like, she's probably like, it was not at all. Are you kidding? <laughs> that was impossible. In your mind, it was like, that's fine. Yeah. No, but then the hardest thing for me is always, um, I mean, I would, I'll own up my sin for sure, but I always felt like I was doing that kind of on my own. Mm-hmm. And... The hard part was for me calling out her sin, yeah. Because that was always like, I mean, we we haven't really done that effectively until recently. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've always tried, but I kind kind of avoided it and just didn't really know how to go about it, like pointing <laughs> the finger at her, right? But um, it's been super, like I don't know the the most recent time we did it, it was incredibly um effective. Like twenty four hours later, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like a workout, like. You're super yeah. like it's terrible right after, and then you're sore, and then you kind of rebuild and you feel stronger. Right. So, what are some like I don't know techniques? Not techniques. Yeah, techniques. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? How do you? Because that is the most that was so effective for us, but it took so long to figure out how to do it. So, like, how do you coach and guide a couple yeah. through dealing with the other um, mm-hmm. SOs, sin, significant other? I was like, S-O. <laughs> you just make that up or is that a thing? I remember seeing it like written out one time. Okay. S-O. Significant other. Yeah. Um, and this is, I mean, these are principles that are true about friends too. So it doesn't have to be your spouse. Um, like we said, marriage is a good place to talk about because it's the, the ultimate in friendship, I guess. But um, but this is true with any of your good friends as well. Is the first thing is you got to confess you got to confess any sin that you're aware of to God. Um, and sometimes that means you're not aware of it. And sometimes that means somebody else is going to make you aware of it. Right? 
And so on the person, like you said, for you, if it's with your wife and she's unaware of something, um, coming very humbly and very kind, but presenting the truth with truth, like not your opinion. Like, you know, you're just in, like, coming in. I feel in, like this. I feel, no, no, no. Like, because that doesn't even really matter. But if there's an objective, uh, if there's an objective, like, something's wrong. Right. Right. I want to come with, like, why why that's wrong. Not based on my opinion, but based on scripture. Mm. Right. Like, this is happening here. Like, and I'm, and I'm very, like, I try to be very, like, man, I, I am, <laughs> I mess up all the time. It's okay. I'm not trying to like point out your flaws because I feel like I'm better than you or that I'm judging you. It's I just want to help, and this is not good for our relationship. It's not good for you. Here's why, you know, and just talk it through that way. It doesn't mean that they're not going to get upset, but you try to do it the, like the most objective way possible. Yeah, but what about all the gray areas that's not explicit in Scripture? Like preferences or what No, like, okay, here's an example. Yeah, give me one. So, you know, bedtime with four kids is always like the most important time mm-hmm. of the night. It's like from six to eight thirty. Mm-hmm. you eat dinner, you bathe and you get the kids in bed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it requires teamwork. Now I leave Brit alone like two or three times a week mm-hmm. because of other like, uh, commitments. Mm-hmm. And she's a trooper with that. Like, she, you know, and when she starts getting, uh, overloaded, she'll tell me and I'll scale back. But anyways, point is, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks back, she like goes to the neighbor's house for like to return a pan. And I mm-hmm. could tell by the look in her eye, like <laughs> she, she was come not back. coming back. <laughs> she got a pan to return. And she left her phone. And so I'm just like, hmm. And sure enough, she was gone like three hours. And I was like, she comes home. All the kids are in bed. Like house is spotless. Uh-huh. I'm just sitting there. Like, how do I deal with that? How do I bring that up? Because all I can say is like, I feel like you just abandoned. Like, I feel right. like you just abandoned me and I'm upset. Right. But what was actually wrong with that? She left me high and dry okay. without, like, communicating. And she lied. I mean, she didn't, like, explicitly lie, but, like, we both knew but her what intentions. Actually, but what actually made you upset was the non-communication and the, and the uh, intentions that you felt. So, one, you yeah. got to find out if those were actually her intentions. You, you assume, you think you know that that's her intentions. And you might yeah, be right. True. But you can't say... These were your intentions, because maybe, maybe what, maybe she was just going to go over for like thirty minutes, and she expected to come back. We got in a great conversation. Yeah, and she gave me a, a good excuse from being, oh, okay. Yeah. So instead of just assuming, got to ask questions first, gather the right information first. Yeah. And then address what you're actually upset about. You're not upset about putting the kids to bed and all that kind of stuff. That was just a byproduct. What you're upset about is you didn't talk about and agree that you were going to do it alone. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the part that was wrong. Like, it's okay if she said, like, hey, tonight I just need a break. You know, I've been doing it by myself a couple nights. You've been out. Like, do you mind doing it tonight? I want to go hang out. And you've probably been like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's not not that she did that that was that was wrong. Okay. All right, same scenario, mm-hmm. different wife, because my wife would never lie. Like, seriously, like, she just, she doesn't lie. If she, whatever. So, she comes back. Yeah. And she, like, fabricates why it took longer. Mm-hmm. Now, like... I'm I'm left with this story that I think is a lie, but the the lie was meant to like kind of disarm mm-hmm. me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. she's using that lie to disarm me, so that I don't have. Right. Oh well, they had. I had to stay there because um, 
X, Y, Z. Once again, that's not what was actually wrong. Her staying there wasn't what's wrong. She didn't establish that she was going over there, like, and that she was going to leave So it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? What if she What if she lied and said, well, I told you this. Did she? <laughs> exactly. Right. I'd be like, no, you didn't. And she'd be like, right. yes, I did. Like, it was in, like, I told you before I was leaving, like, because that's happened before where she has told me, like, mm-hmm. I told you this and I'm, like, spaced out. So now I'm like, well, right. I don't remember you telling me that. And now there's no way to deal with it because I feel like she's lying. She, right. you know. she still have an issue with communication in that scenario because there wasn't like a engagement of like you and her together looking each other in the eye and talking about whatever it was. Right. Yeah. So even if she. So then we just have to address how we communicate as a yeah. couple. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Like you always want to come down to what's actually wrong mm. and, and, and make better adjustments for how to do it better in the future. Right. Because what happens a lot in conflict, I think, with people is you get so lost in the weeds about all the things that hurt you, but you never actually address what was wrong in, in the first place that caused all the all the events yeah. to happen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you can easily, and I've done it too. Like the mechanics of it. Right. Like I've done this too. Like, oh, and you know what? And I've been here all day. And, and, and you just start like arguing all these other peripheries. Mm-hmm. When the reality is, all I wanted was just the respect for you to just ask me, and I would be more than glad to to do that for you because you do it for me all the time. Like, right? All I wanted was just to talk about it. Yeah. Right. But then you can get into like, oh, she just did it on purpose, and I know that. And now we're making up lies in our heads that we don't know that are true. Yeah. And she comes back like, I can't even believe he's even upset because I do it for him all the time. He should be. Who cares? Like, you know. And then now you're arguing about this other thing, and creating even more conflict. <laughs> Instead of ever dealing with what actually was wrong. So that's that's where the issue of harboring bitterness comes mm-hmm. in. Because it just makes the issue grow. Exactly. Okay. Well, what about gossip? Because you talked about gossip earlier. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely switching gears here. And as long as I've been around in this church, like, y'all are so quick to confront gossip and mm-hmm. make sure, like, everyone knows what's going on and it's dispelled. Right. So, like, how did... Like, just talk about gossip for a little bit. Like, why is it so bad and hurtful to an organization? Mm-hmm. Because it seems harmless, and I think we all do it. Um, so what is it that makes it so such a powerful, you know, weapon to, mm-hmm. to drive people apart? Well, one, it, it causes a ton of distrust. Like, you want to ruin um, genuineness or, like, feeling safe in, in relationships, then let gossip be let gossip exist mm-hmm. and you'll destroy it immediately because what gossip is is talking about someone to someone else about things that you should be talking to that person about and that other people have no business being a part of right mm-hmm. and so now you feel betrayed as a friend if i'm if i'm talking about you to someone else uh, especially about things that like are um personal to you or like things maybe you confided in me or whatever or just talking about how I feel about you that I've never said to you. Yeah. Like, how does that make you feel? Well, now you don't trust me at all. You don't really think that our friendship is real or, like, man, like, can't believe you said those things about me, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So you're never going to trust me again with, like, really being open and honest and free. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's sinful. The Like, and the reason for gossip is sinful, you know? Like, it's this – it's weird. It's so multifaceted, but essentially – 
saying, you know, venting maybe frustrations or bitterness because you're too afraid to confront the other person and actually be honest, you know, or um, wanting to gain other people's, like, sympathy if there's a situation going on. There's all kinds of reasons for gossip. Right. It's not right. You know, there's nothing right about it. And so we're very protective here from that because, one, we know how how bad it hurts, but we we want our church to feel like a place where it's okay not to be okay, and you can be genuine and honest here, and people are going to care for you and love you well. Mm-hmm. So we we can't allow gossip to happen. One, it, it dishonors God, so we don't want anything to exist that dishonors God as best as we can handle it, but especially something like gossip that will destroy people being able to feel cared for and loved in our church right you know so well, one is that openness and vulnerability that allows mm-hmm. us to connect to build that deep community absolutely that grows us all closer mm-hmm. to the lord and so if the gossip stops that's mm-hmm. like it stops that right and ultimately you're you're just disobeying the command of scripture when you gossip because if there's something going on the bible tells you in matthew 18 starting at verse 15 if your brother sins against you go and tell him his fault between you and him alone and if he listens to you you've gained your brother so, like, there's a command of how to handle when you have a problem. Yeah. And it's go to that person alone and just talk and work it out. And 90% of issues can be worked out like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of times, you know, say that I, maybe I did something I didn't even know I did to you, and you're hurt by it. Well, you Stood me up for a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> or you can tell everybody on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I shouldn't have done. Right, right. Oh. Right. That was my fault. I already <laughs> said I was sorry. So At least it's for a good reason. It was. But anyway. It's not like you overslept and forgot about me. No, I didn't. You were just in the next room meeting <laughs> with someone <laughs> at right. the same time. But I got to I got to play on the recording software. That's right, you so. got me. Anyway, but instead of, of you coming to me, now you go to like two of your friends. Well now you've involved them, you've sent now you've sinned against me. Right? So now there's these other problems that are being created. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of you just coming to me and saying, man, you did this to me and it really hurt. And what I'm probably going to say is, like, I had no idea. I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? Yeah. And now, like, we're stronger because of it. It's resolved. We're reconciled. Everything's cool. You know, but gossip takes that and and just causes more sin. It can, it's like a cancer that can grow. Right. But then, like, sometimes conflict, you know, maybe I disagree with you and you got an opinion and, okay, we can't resolve it. And then the Bible says, verse 16, but if he doesn't listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Like, okay, we both have different opinions. Let's bring in other trusted brothers and sisters who who feel the same way we do about God and help us think this through, you know. Yeah. And then if they refuse at that point, you know, we got to kind of treat them as an unbeliever, the Bible says. Meaning, like, at that point, if, if it's all established upon the gospel and there's one person who's un- unwilling to listen to the word of God, then that's a different problem altogether. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so that's Is that's that your why. formula for marriage, too? Yeah, it's my formula for any conflict. It's, oh, okay. That's, well, it's not my formula. It's God's formula. Yeah, it's Matthew's. <laughs> it's Matthew 18. So that's the way we deal with it. That's the way we deal with church discipline. Uh, everybody hears that word and says, oh, it's terrible. No, this is church discipline. We go. If someone's not listening, we go back. If not, eventually we have to say, like, I don't even know if you really know the Lord. <laughs> so we're going to have to treat you like that because you're responding like someone who doesn't. Right. You know? have, has, have you had to do that? Mm-hmm. Is it effective? 
Uh, I mean, effective in the sense they don't go to our church anymore. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> not a, like turning them back towards the Lord. I have, you know, I, I want, I want it to be. Um, but I, I can't say in our current church that I've seen it. We haven't had to do it a lot. First of all, you've probably like done the first step and it's worked, huh? Yeah. Oh, I've done the first step a lot, and that's that's worked a lot. Yeah. Uh, I could give you, I won't, but I could give you a lot of examples of all kinds of. Uh, situations either just among my own personal friendships or people in our church where first step has has made everything great yeah (laughs) we've never had to do that me and brett but last time we were fighting she's like i I don't want to out her i don't feel like this is like (laughs) disparaging of her but she was like do you want to like go talk to chad because and in my head i'm smiling like yeah baby let's do it <laughs> but she was like why are you smiling and i'm like because i do want to talk to chad like it'd make this a lot easier because you'd be hearing the same thing from someone else but then that came off terrible because right, i'm like see i'm so right i'm so <laughs> arrogant and she's like you're so right and so arrogant blah 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 you're like, Dang, I am. <laughs> it was tough but you worked it out we did i don't remember the what helped it finally I tr- I just owned as much as I could. Yeah. I was like, "Listen, you can like throw everything you got at me. I will own it like a hundred percent." Because the number one priority for me was that mm-hmm. she, like, I'm like, "Here's the deal." Because I mean, we were arguing about sex. That's what we argue about, you know, not all the time, but if we have in a big fight, it's usually that because our the world's like, yeah, which we may have already talked about. We've already recorded an episode on sex, so we're gonna bring that up even more right. anyways the point is i was like basically yeah i stand to it was hard because i stood to benefit from mm-hmm. her repentance so i had to like convince her of like it's not about the benefit it's not like if mm-hmm. i prove you wrong now we'll have more sex mm-hmm. it was it was like i i had to convince her that i truly just want you to see your selfishness. I'm also seeing my own selfishness. Like my selfishness was greater than hers, mm-hmm. but we we're still talking about hers. Right. And so like seeing that, like the benefit for me is you actually loving the Lord more, not, mm-hmm. you know, the product of it. Sure. That was the toughest part to overcome. And so it would have yeah. been helpful to have a third party. Mm-hmm. It would have just made it easier. Yeah. Someone that knows us both, loves us both. And, and sometimes that's a good thing to do. That's not necessarily like shameful yeah a bad yeah. thing like we couldn't work it out like sometimes it's good to just get godly advice and godly wisdom whenever you're you know stuck in a situation well if you think like the communities that we're building it should be an easy thing yeah to do too because like in well, my head know. i was thinking yeah like that'd right. be pretty easy like chad i'm sure we'd just stop over but yeah. like if we weren't that close like i should have multiple people in my life that mm-hmm. we're just doing life with that it would just be quick and easy to say right. hey just stop by and let's talk like but I think it's a good thing, too, to, to see, like, because we don't have any gossip or whatever, there's been nothing in between us, and we do have that kind of vulnerability, like, that it wasn't, like, that wasn't a threat to you. Which right. Which is like, oh, you know, it's like, that's not, because that's we're just going to work it out, and you know I'm not going to, like, be all, like, judgmental about it or anything. Yeah. The only thing, and I told her this, I was honest, I was like, the only hesitation is that I would feel shameful for not being able to work it out mm-hmm. like I, I feel like i'm failing as a husband and a leader sure. because and so that was something i just confessed to her and said but that's pride and that's sin so 
I would totally be willing to do that, you mm-hmm. know, to help this situation. Sure. I think that may have been like the thing that, cause it was all like, we both had our defenses up. And as I yeah. started like basically deflating my mm-hmm. own arrogance, I think it began to let her walls down, yeah. which allowed the truth to really settle in. Right. And I, I think that's enough about that. You know, but some, you know, to that point, some subjects are just harder and more sensitive to work out oh, and, yeah. and bringing in, like, that's why it's so important to be in a community or have a good, vulnerable, honest, godly community who love the Lord and love each other because sometimes we do need help. And that's not a bad thing at yeah. all. You know? And sh- you should be able to feel like you can trust people in that way. Yeah. And so that kind of answer, you know, kind of circling back to why do we, why do we protect so hard against gossip? That's why. Yeah. It's so that, that can exist. That's you know? good. Um. Silence. <laughs> I thought you were about to ask a question. I do have something to say, but I was waiting for you. Uh, you go ahead. So I was going to say one of my biggest tools of dealing with conflict is just being selfless mm-hmm. like but sometimes i feel like that 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 kind of um what's the word it's basically like i'm selfless but it's it becomes a fault it, like to a fault where i'm not really standing up for what i'm being non-confrontational yeah exactly mm-hmm. so a lot of times it works because mm-hmm. i'm just like yeah whatever you want like let's let's make that work but when i have something i really really want Mm -hmm. and basically a preference then it becomes difficult well then aren't you kind of being dishonest in the in giving them whatever they want like you're not actually doing that in faith you're doing that yeah to just avoid conflict that's that would be dishonest right i know but i just feel like i would make everything so difficult if i would was speaking my mind about all the things I disagree on. Because, <laughs> like, I have a different way I want to do everything. Yeah, well, that's, you got to kind of ask yourself, like, if... When it's important. Or also, if it is right and biblical. Like, there's sometimes when when you're just wrong. There's sometimes in your head where it's preference, and depending on the situation, if you're not the one in charge or leading, like, you don't always need your preference to be heard. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, yeah. It's not always if important. you're choosing not to bring up your preferences, it should be a choice based on like love and faith, not based on like you're afraid of the conflict. You know what I'm saying? Mm, it's, it's kind of clear. I'm trying to think of a situation. Like uh, we'll take, you know, work with me and Sam. Cause I'm sure there's been times when like, you'd want to do something a little bit different. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when it comes that to trailer. Building. Yeah. I don't think we should have listed it that high. <laughs> right. You, but you had I'm, no problem telling me that. <laughs> so you but I did what you that. wanted. Yeah. So that was good. That was yeah. helpful. And See, it was easy with you because, like, I know you'll handle it. Like, my thing is I don't want to hurt somebody. Sure. I feel like I'm I'm always, like. But there are probably times, like, in our building project where we're, like, you know, there's all different design, And there's there's a lot of things that are so preference. Like, it, there's a vision for it. Oh, yeah. But you could do it a bunch of different ways. You know, what do you feel about this rug right here? I don't like it. I already, <laughs> already told Tanner that, but it looks like intestines. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it at all. <laughs> but I'm not saying anything out of turn because I've already said it. Yes, we um, all, everyone knew. Yeah. Um, but the point being is, but if you're helping us and you're trying to serve our vision, then 
what's right in your situation. Your preference weighs more than mine. Yeah, because you're just trying to help us accomplish a vision that we have because we have a certain reason for it. Right. right? And we, we're able to explain our reasoning, too. Like, it's yeah. not like we're just, we don't, we have opinions with no reasons behind them. Right. But if I was with you, servants, like, if I was in one of your houses helping you work on one of your houses, and you have a vision for what you're trying to do there, and I'm like, well, I, I kind of like this style better. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not my house. Yeah. I'm here to serve you. So I want to do what you want to do because you have a reason for it. Yeah. You know? So you can just kind of know your place. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, lack of a better way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not, nothing wrong with that because it's it's a servanthood, right? Like, if, whoever's in charge, like, if they ask for my opinion or want a dialogue and want help, of course, I'll give it and talk that through. But. If they have a clear vision of here's what they want to do and I'm serving them, then I'm going to serve them and help them accomplish their vision. Yeah. You know, that's totally fine. Okay. You know. All right. Well, that's that's a lot. I don't know if, yeah. if you got any. Well, closing thoughts. That's closing wanna, thoughts. Uh, let's end it with what does God think of conflict? Mm. Right. We're um, supposed to begin it with that. So this is good. <laughs> Full circle. We'll end it here because we hit it in a lot of different ways in what we were talking about. So just to sum it up. Yeah. Is one, God thinks it's a grievous thing. Conflict is grievous to him, especially sinful conflict. It grieves his heart. Doesn't it doesn't show his heart for people, and it doesn't show his character, and it only causes distance between people. It's it's a grievous thing. He also wants his children to have no part in it. You know, we see that in unless it's over guarding the truth. The only time that it's like a good thing for us to be confrontational in a in a very very bold way is defending the truth of His Word. But man, he he tells us to love our enemies, to turn the other cheek. Like we we should be peacemakers, not not conflict starters, right? He wants his children to pursue peace. You know, like that's we're blessed are the peacemakers, right? Like that's what he says in Matthew that we're yeah we should be peacemakers, not conflict starters, um, for the sake of conflict, especially not because of sin. He wants his children to avoid needlessly or sinfully offending someone. Um, as much as possible, we're sinful, so we are going to do that at times. And then when someone comes to you and points that out, we should be humble and and we should repent, you know. But we should avoid doing it on purpose. Like if you ever say to yourself, "Well, that's just the way I am," they can get over it. You're you're sinful. That's wrong. Yeah. Like there's no reason to hurt someone else. Right. Um, and especially if it's your sin. Like, well, I just I just speak my mind. Well, the Bible has a lot to actually say about that. You shouldn't. <laughs> know your place <laughs> right or you should like speak like you should make first of all make sure your mind is actually thinking and speaking renewed you know um and then number five last one he wants his children to love pray for and do good to those who sin against them you know loving our enemies you know we see this in matthew 5 we see it in romans 12 like we're supposed to do good even to those that want to harm us because we're showing the character and the love of god to people and that takes selflessness, not selfishness. Mm-hmm. Sinful conflict comes from selfishness and pride. And as we renew our mind in Christ and as we make our lives about God and not about us, then we serve others outside of ourselves and we treat others the way that we want to be treated. So. Good. Well, I learned a lot. Yeah. Hopefully our listeners do too. It's always a work in progress. Thanks, guys. Later.
Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, like and subscribe, rate and review. Five stars, please. Also, visit us on Sunday mornings here in Mandeville, Louisiana. Service time's 1015, Sunday mornings. And uh, our website is thefieldnola.com. You can find out all that information. Peace. Thanks, guys. Later. Season one is sponsored by Gospel Folk. They are the worship band of the Field Church in Manville, Louisiana. Um, you can see them every Sunday. Come worship with them at the Field Church at 10, 10 15 a.m. if you're in the area. Um, I've been one of their pastors uh, since the beginning for the past three years, and it's been awesome to watch them grow. They write music straight from Scripture, uh, which is rare, but also it's creative, it's fun. And it's just great music to listen to. So go check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can find them at Gospel Folk or their website, gospelfolkmusic.com, or anywhere that music is streamed.